Hello, and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor Francisco, and I'm your host. The Tiny Moments Podcast is all about appreciating those tiny moments in life because one day you're going to look back and realize they were actually the big moments. Expect a lot of conversations about life, self-love, growth, and sometimes TMI. I hope that if you're listening, you take something away from this episode or you feel inspired or maybe you just feel a little bit happier than you did earlier. Thank you so much for being here with me and let's get into it. Before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about my creator course. So you've probably heard me talk about this on the podcast before. And if you're following me on Instagram, then you definitely saw me posting about round one. You probably saw me talking about the group chat that I have with my students for the creator course. You definitely saw me posting about the transformations that my students were having, the brand deals that they were landing, and just the community in general. But what you don't know is that I'm actually going to be opening the door for the creator course again. So in round one, it was a very intentional group launch and I had a live call at the end, but now everything is recorded from round one that I am going to be giving you access to. So this program is for you if you desire to get dozens of your favorite products every single month, land paid and gifted brand deals, no matter what the size of your following is, make money every month as an influencer and UGC creator and just have one-on-one support from me and from our community. So here's what I'm going to be teaching you in just two weeks in the creator course. How to pitch and negotiate confidently to land the brand deals that you want. How to read and create contracts to protect yourself. How to set your rates and packages. How to solidify three plus month paid partnerships with brands. How to create your media kit red flags to look out for, how to upsell your content creation packages, how to keep brands wanting to work with you consistently, how to stay organized with emails, follow-ups, deals, and deadlines, and how to set yourself up with a consistent flow of income from brand deals. Again, no matter how many or how little followers you have, you'll also get two videos that you'll have access to for life, workbooks, resources, supporting materials, one-on-one support from me, and access access to our amazing group chat where we share wins, resources, and just support each other. So like I said, the doors are reopening. This is not going to be a round two, round three, round four. This is just going to be my evergreen offer that you can have access to because honestly, when it comes to my one-on-one coaching, I feel that a lot of the creators that I work with, I'm just repeating the same message over and over. And I just wanted to offer something that is even more cost-effective for my students. So rather than investing $250 a session, a minimum investment of three sessions to learn what I usually teach one-on-one, you get it in the creator course for $333. So you're actually saving money on this offer and you get access to all all of the things that you would have in the coaching. So if this sounds like your jam, then definitely check out the show notes. You can click the link to join the creator course for only $3.33. You can also visit Melrose Marketing Studio and Courses, and then you'll be able to find it there as well. So again, you can head to the show notes to register for the course, and I can't wait to see you inside. Mm-hmm. 
Hello and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor and I'm the founder and CEO of Melrose Marketing Studio, your one-stop shop for everything you need to be successful on social media. And in today's episode, I am going to be talking about my five keys to happiness as of late. Now, I know obviously there are so many things that contribute to my happiness. And again, these are my five keys as of late. So these change often and they might not be the same for you at all, but this is just from my perspective. So before we hop into all of that, I want to give you a little life update. If you are following me on Instagram, then you definitely know I recently went to New York City. I went with Glenn, my boyfriend and our friend Austin. And honestly, it was the most incredible time. Like I did not think, I did not think that I was going to enjoy New York. Um, I mean, I knew I was going to have fun because of my company. Like I knew that, you know, us three, we always have fun whenever we travel, whenever we do anything really. But I just thought for me, the city itself, like I am very much a nature girly. I love, you know, the ocean. I love you know, to see trees and plants and flowers. And like, I love fresh air. I love hiking. I love biking and walking and laying out in the sun, like doing all of those kind of naturey chill things. And I'm not much of like a city girl. I guess I am in a way. I really love, I love LA. I love Toronto. I love Vancouver. Um, I love, you know, going out for dinner with like bright city lights and just seeing all the people and exploring and doing all of that kind of stuff. But concrete jungles are not like a place that I would say to myself, okay, I want to go on vacation. Where should I go? You know, I wouldn't, choose a city vacay necessarily, but it's definitely been on my bucket list for sure. But I was so pleasantly surprised at how much I freaking loved New York, like everything about it, the energy, the architecture, the people. Oh my gosh, the people were just absolutely incredible. And I was also shocked at this because, you know, you hear people say all the time, like New Yorkers are rude. And even before I went, people were saying like, be prepared. Like, don't expect people to be nice to you, this, this, and that. And people kind of say the same thing about Vancouver and Toronto, which I have not had that experience there at all. I mean, I could see why some people might think that, you know, others are snobby there because where we're from in Winnipeg, it's very, it's a city, but it is kind of small town vibes. Like if you go out to an event, you're most likely going to see someone that you know. And I think for the most part, a lot of people here in Winnipeg, we kind of smile at each other and we walk past each other on the street. We say hi sometimes, like just kind of randomly is how it is. And in big cities like, you know, Toronto, Vancouver, a lot of people are like busy. They are heading somewhere. They're in a rush to get somewhere. So I didn't really expect random people to like smile at me, but I did get that a lot, especially in North Vancouver. There was a moment where I was sitting at a cafe while my friend was at work. I was staying with her at the time. My friend, Nicole, you guys have heard her on the podcast. If you've been listening for, oh my gosh, I think it's been like almost two years now. Um, she was on like one of my very first episodes. We have done YouTube videos together and stuff, but I was staying with her and she was working that day. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to a cafe and read by myself. And I kid you not, so many people were coming up to me, asking me what I was reading and just being so nice. And at this time also, I had my crutch. This was like after my knee surgery. It was the first trip I went on since my surgery at that time. And people were just really accommodating, really nice, holding doors for me, asking if I needed help with anything. Like it was a really great experience. So in New York, I really was expecting that people are going to be rude. I was expecting a lot of honking, which I did see, but it wasn't, 
it just wasn't aggressive how I thought it would be. Even the honking and the people, you guys, the people were so incredible. Like we, we would just chat with random people on the subway. There was this guy, his name was Ruse. He had the cutest dog. Her name was Nyla. We were sitting across from him and we just started chatting and he was telling us all about his dog and his life. And then this older lady got on the subway you know, a few stops after and sat next to him. And then they started interacting and she was loving his dog and they were just chatting. And it was just, it was so cute. And honestly, people were so kind. Like every store, every restaurant we went into, we were greeted so warmly. We would chat with so many different people. People would also like, I thought it was a Canadian thing that if you, I don't know, like bump into someone by accident or you get too close to someone or whatever, you apologize. That's just a very Canadian thing. Like, oh, sorry. But people did that a lot in New York as well. I don't know. I had a wonderful experience there. The food, 10-10. It was so freaking good. The architecture, just everything. Everything was a 10 out of 10. I had so much fun. The only thing I will say is that walking got a little tiring. (laughs) We did love it. Honestly, Glenn and I were like, okay, when we come home from New York, like we got to keep this up. We got to walk more because Glenn and I both work a job where we sit down on our laptops or computer like all day. And I've been finding it actually quite challenging to hit 10,000 steps. So if that's been, you know, a stretch and it's been really hard to do, like we need to change something. Thing. So we were like, okay, after New York, now that we're more used to this, we're going to walk a lot more being in the new place, like after dinner and just go for a nice walk, especially that it's really nice outside right now. Cause you know, if you're from Winnipeg, that walking in the winter just does not hit the same. Obviously you can do it and we should do it, but it just hits different when it's summertime. So anyway, that is my kind of quick recap on New York, which wasn't really a recap at all. I didn't really tell you everything that I did, but if you want to see all of that, definitely head to my Instagram. I'm going to create a highlight. I'm also going to post a ton to my feed and I'm actually posting some stuff on TikTok. I realized how much amazing travel content I have that I have not posted. So I'm really working on like getting that out. So yeah, if you want to catch up and see exactly what we did, if you are a fan of Sex in the City, if you want to see Times Square, if you want to see how Summer Jam went, we went to Summer Jam, we saw Cardi B, Coyle Ray, Ice Spice, Lola Brooks, um, The Locks, who else was there? Just a bunch of artists and surprise guests and things like that. So if you want to see that, definitely head to my Instagram and TikTok. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode, which are my five keys to happiness as of late. So the first thing is to celebrate all of the tiny moments, which is very fitting. Obviously, this is the Tiny Moments podcast. One thing that my mom and grandma taught me is to literally always celebrate everything, every accomplishment, big or small, every moment, every just everything, (laughs) because life is too short, you know, like right now while I'm recording this, it's Glenn and I's first day back from New York, first full day, and he went to work. I am going to be hopping into work today as well. And I just texted him saying like, hey, I'm so proud of you for waking up early on time, like leaving early for work, getting there early. Like we moved somewhere that's a lot further from where he works compared to our old place. And I was just like so proud that he got up early after, you know, a long, uh, I say a long week as if it sounds bad, but no, like a long week because it was so jam packed with so many fun things in New York. But 
like we got back from a long week of vacation. We hit over 20,000 steps each day, which I haven't done since before my surgery and Glenn hasn't done in a while. Like both of our jobs require us to basically be sitting for most of the day. So that's something that we are going to be working on is hitting our steps each day. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is just like, celebrate the freaking little things. Congratulate yourself and be proud of yourself for literally waking up, for literally getting ready, for getting to your work day, for getting shit done. Like, I don't know. I feel a lot of times we play things down or we get stuck in our routines and we just think, okay, whatever, this is just something that I'm doing or something I have to do or you know, nothing special, but truly it is so special to even be alive. Like I know that is so, so deep right now, but it's true. It's special to be alive. It's special to have the drive to do things, to go to work, to do the little things that you might think are mundane. So all of this to say that right now I'm really just romanticizing my life and realizing how fucking cool I am, realizing how hard I work, realizing like all of these things that I'm doing every day, even if it's something as simple as like making a freaking frozen pizza for dinner. I'm like, wow, I'm so thankful that I could just buy this and I didn't have to budget for it. I didn't have to worry about it. Like I just bought the freaking frozen pizza. I get to eat it for dinner in our beautiful new place with you know, the love of my life. Like, I know that sounds so cheesy, but I really have just been in this season of like appreciating the little things, celebrating all the things and romanticizing my life because why the fuck not? I really have this philosophy of life lately where, and I've talked about this before. I had a whole episode on it actually. So if you haven't listened to that yet, definitely listen to that one. I was talking about being in my main character energy And just how that's really changed things for me and just my whole like experience of life and truly like feeling like the main character in my life, just being in that main character energy really allows me to celebrate all of these tiny moments to really see everything as, you know, the dramatic victory that it is, right? Like when you watch a TV show, if you're watching... I don't know, anything, Bling Empire, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, they could do something so simple, but the music and like the angles that it's filmed and just the dramatic pauses, it makes it seem like such a theatrical big thing. But I really am just seeing my life like that right now. And I don't care if it's delusional. Actually, I do care. I'm glad it's delusional because why not? Like, why not just romanticize every aspect of your life? Why not celebrate all of the little things? Like, why act too cool to be excited about cool shit, you know? The second thing is to enjoy the process and the destination. So we've heard this a lot of like, you know, it's about the journey. It's not about the destination or, you know, be happy with what you have now. The grass isn't always greener. And I do definitely agree with all of those things. Like, I really do believe that life is a freaking journey and, you know, everything is kind of a road trip and you make so many fun memories like on that road trip, right? I feel like enjoying the process of anything, whether it is that you're learning how to do something, whether you are starting a new program at the gym, whether you are moving, maybe you are working towards like a specific goal. It's always important to enjoy the process. Like I, I really love that period where you're, you know, 
about to reach something and and you're working towards that. I do love that. But I also really do love the destination as well. So it's not to say that one is better than the other. I'm not going to say that the journey is better or that the feeling of reaching the destination or the destination itself is better. I think they're both important parts of just enjoying life because you're always either going to be in a process of something or reaching a goal or like at that goal, you know? Um, and it's not to say that, you know, you need to always be constantly wanting to hit goals. But I, I mean, for me, even if it's something really small, even if I'm like, you know what, I want to meditate a little bit more, or you know what, I want to eat like a little bit more veggies, like just something small. It's not, I think before I used to have this mindset where I'm like, okay, something always needs to be worked on and something always can be worked on. However, now I finally reached a point where I can like sit back and just celebrate my success. I can celebrate the fact that like little things that used to really bother me and make me anxious don't bother me and don't make me anxious anymore. Like I can sit here and be like, yeah, I freaking did that shit. I did that through therapy and a lot of self-work and shadow work and journaling and meditating and working out and all these things. Like I can sit here and actually confidently say like, okay, I've reached my destination. There's obviously more work to do, but I feel really freaking good about this version of me right now and all the work that I put in. So that's like kind of one aspect of both enjoying the process. Like when I was going through therapy and I was really doing all the shadow work, I as much as it was difficult, I was also enjoying it because I could see little changes happening. I could see, you know, little little things changing just in my mood and like how I was feeling on the day to day. So that part was really fun. But now I'm really basking in my destination of like, wow, I don't have anxiety attacks very often, if ever. I don't let little shit get to me. For the most part, obviously I have my days and sometimes I could just tell like, okay, today's an anxious day. She's feeling anxious today because X, Y, Z, whatever. Obviously everyone has their moments, but I'm really sitting here basking in my destination and just all of the hard work that I put in. Another example of enjoying both the journey and the destination was moving recently. So I don't even know at this point if I've talked about the move. I actually, you know what? I don't think I have because I think this is me recording my first Tiny Moments podcast episode here in the new place. So I'll definitely have to do like a whole episode on that because I want to share with you like how we manifested it, how we planned for all of it, how we did all the things and just like our experience and and everything. But basically when it came to moving, I was feeling really impatient. If I'm being quite honest with you, I was quite impatient to get in here. We were just over our old place and we we're definitely not people to complain. Like I I loved our old place. It was our first home together. I loved the location. We used to live in Osborne Village, which is like a super trendy area in Winnipeg. Had so many cute shops, very walkable. We were very close to Corden, which is like my stomping grounds for the last 10 years. Bar I was like a hop and a skip away. It was so, it was just a vibe. Um, and for those who don't know what Bar I is, it's honestly like a dive bar on Corden Avenue, which is like basically Winnipeg's little Italia, little Italy, what am I talking about guys I'm so tired from my trip but little Italy here in Winnipeg and it's just a vibe everyone goes there every single summer um there's so many different patios to check out there's so many restaurants just a lot of like culture and shopping and food there and whatever um and so 
yeah, we were like a hop and a skip away from there. And it was a vibe. Like I genuinely loved the area. We used to go biking down Wellington Crescent to Assiniboine Park. Like I loved that. And I loved our apartment, even though it was really small. And it's funny because I've had several friends come over and be like, oh my God, it's so cute. And it's so small. Like they were just surprised that it was so tiny. Um, but for us, we loved it. I think we just ended up getting to a point, especially after my knee surgery, when I was bedridden for like eight months and I was really kind of just stuck in there that I just started feeling, both of us started feeling like, okay, it's time to move. We've outgrown this place. I also felt like I just really needed a workspace because we were in a one bedroom previously. Now we are like, we have so much room here. We have two bedrooms, two bathrooms, like it just, it's so beautiful. Anyway, we were both just feeling kind of impatient. Like, okay, now is definitely the time to move. Like we need more space. Glenn um, has so many clothes because he buys and sells clothes. So we needed more space for that and just everything. Right. And on top of that, we just started noticing, like when we started looking for apartments and places and we found this one, we were like, just starting to notice a lot of things at our old apartment. For example, the water would randomly just not be hot. <laughs> so the hot water would just randomly turn off. Um, our pool, they apparently don't drain the water and they just like, um, what is it called? They treat it and they add new water and like there were dead animals in it, which is really sad. And it happened last year. And we were like, why are you uncovering the pool if it's not ready? Like animals are literally falling in and like dying. Like they're literally freaking rotting squirrels in the pool. Like it was gross. Okay. Um, and I know this picture that I'm painting in your head right now is probably painting some like dingy gross place. And it wasn't like, I promise it was not a gross place. There's just like all of these little micro things that were starting to happen. Um, just, yeah, just a bunch of like whatever things. And so we knew, okay, it's time to move. And I was really not enjoying the process at first of like, okay, finding the place. Now we found the home. Okay, now we have to pack. Now, you know, we need to deep clean the apartment and do all these things. And I was not enjoying it at first. And then I had to remind myself like, okay, no, you know what? This needs to be fun. Like you need to enjoy the process because it's going to be at least a month and a half at that point, like two months when we found our home, it was going to be two months before our move-in date. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Sit here and complain and be miserable for two months before we move into our new place? Like, no, we are going to enjoy the process. So every time that I would declutter, I would just make it an adventure. And I would also just be very intentional about everything that I was doing prior to moving in. So if I was decluttering, I was asking myself, what do I want this to mean to me? right? Like what does decluttering actually mean to me? What am I intending for this to make me feel? And what I was intending for the decluttering to make me feel was lighter. I was intending to feel ready for the next chapter. I was intending to literally be decluttering my mind and my home and our space and just myself. And that was the intention that I put out there. And that's what I got. Like every time I would empty out a memory box, well, actually, to be honest, my memory boxes, I only have two and I kind of keep everything. I don't really keep a lot of like little, I don't know, I'm not materialistic, but I like to keep, for example, like my Metro card from New York or like my Sky Train pass from Vancouver, like little, you know, tiny things like that, just so I can 
you know, have a little piece of these special trips with me. Um, but every time I would clear out like my closet, for example, or like throw out a bag full of random junk that we had acquired over the last four years, because we were in our last apartment for four years. And I would just literally envision myself like shedding layers, like becoming lighter. You know, we all kind of carry some things on our shoulders, which is normal, like whether they're good or bad, but they do have weight, right? So I would picture myself literally emptying things off my plate and like feeling lighter. So that was the intention I put out and it made the whole experience and the journey getting here just so much more fun. Obviously, of course, I was like dying to just get in here because honestly, when you see our home at this point, I think I've posted a little bit on my story. I may or may not do a full tour. We will see, but you'll just see how beautiful it is. And it just feels like us. It already feels like home. Like normally when you move in somewhere, it kind of feels a little weird, but this case in this new home of ours, like it just felt right from the beginning. So obviously I was dying to get here, but I really ended up enjoying the process. And now that we're here, oh my gosh, we are just so freaking happy. We are so happy. We have a walk-in closet. We have two bedrooms, two bathrooms. I have a freaking home office. Our kitchen has an island. The area that we live in is beautiful. It's so multicultural as well. I was kind of like, honestly, a little nervous to move to like a suburban area. I didn't want to be like the only <laughs> couple of color, but we really aren't. There's just so many different walks of life in our new area. And it was like that in Osborne too, honestly, um, which is why I just didn't want to like leave that behind. And just everything about the new place is beautiful. So for me, it's not like I really have, you know, a checklist of like, okay, here's how I can enjoy the new place. Cause we're genuinely just in the moment, really enjoying it. But yeah, I really had to like remind myself, okay, I need to enjoy the process and also the destination. Um, and my last example for this, and this one is kind of a quick one, but just honestly in New York, like we really enjoyed planning the trip, you know, getting to book the flights and then the B&B and looking for places to stay and like doing research on, you know, where to eat and what to do and all of that. Like that was all really fun. But of course, like getting there, oh my God, I, I don't know, it was... It was so surreal to me to be in New York because we've only ever seen it on TV. And well, Glenn and Oscar have both been before, but it was my first time. And yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was amazing. So we enjoyed both the planning and also being there. So enjoying the process and the destination, that was key number two. So again, key one was to celebrate the tiny moments. Key two is to enjoy the process and the destination. Key three is to remember the importance of just being, of existing, without needing to feel productive or produce work or to make money or to grow your following or to reach goals. Like remember to just be, live in the moment. You know, you are good and whole enough just as is. And that's something that I'm always really reminded of when I travel, obviously, because it's a really big change in routine. I'm not working usually when I'm traveling, unless it's a, the purpose is, you know, working vacation like Arizona was. But for the most part, when I'm on vacation, I'm really just in the moment. You're not necessarily looking at your phone very often. At least for me, I really try to be off socials. I'll post a recap maybe at like the end of the night or if I see something really cool. Um, but honestly, 90% of the time, any of my stories that you see while I'm traveling, 90% of the time, they are not in real time. And I'm sorry to burst anyone's bubble who thinks that it is. Um, but for me, I really like to be in the moment. Like if I am somewhere beautiful, I don't want to see it through my phone screen. I want to see it in real life, in the 3D. I want to be in that moment 
moment. I want to feel it. I want to see it. I want to smell it. All the things, right? Like I just want to be there. So of course, like I will snap photos. I'll take a few videos, but it's going to be literally 10 seconds of like the one hour moment that we're, let's say in a specific area um, because I want the memories obviously. And I want to bring you with me as well because I love connecting and I love seeing other people's travel content when they're there. I love to just see different places and perspectives and all the things, but I really do just try to be in the moment as much as freaking possible. And on this trip, I was reminded like, wow, it's really nice to just exist. It's really nice to just explore and have adventures with our friend and like with Glenn and just be in the moment and just exist. And like, realize that that in itself is already enough, that I'm already a freaking amazing person. I'm a great catch. I'm a great friend. I'm a great daughter. Like all those things exist outside of my work. And I just really had to remind myself of that because sometimes like, you know, you guys know I'm so passionate about what I do. I love my business. I love my team. I love, you know, the courses that I created and changing lives and seeing transformations and having conversations about social media and growth and all of these things and producing the podcast. Even like, I love, I love recording episodes like I'm doing right now. All of that brings me so much joy. However, sometimes, you know, too much of anything can just be too much, right? Like if I were traveling 24 seven, I would miss my home for sure. And I would miss aspects of my routine, right? But if I, you know, work 24 seven, then I miss those moments of just being spontaneous, of just existing, of just being. So it was a really, really nice change for me to just be in the moment. And that's one thing that I do also often at home, even on the weekends, for example, Saturday, I know for sure I am never going to do work on a Saturday because, well, I don't want to say never, I guess if there's like a special event, like the Poplar and Birch fashion show that I recently um, hosted and my team did coverage for, that was incredible. That was on, well, it wasn't a Saturday, but I, I did go in on a Saturday for my fitting and we did some video and whatever. And that was so incredible. It was so freaking fun. So I don't want to say I never work on a weekend. Obviously, sometimes it happens with events and different things. But for the most part, I really do take the weekend to like reset Saturday specifically because Glenn and I both always have that day off together. That's like kind of our day. And so that is always a day where I try to be really present. I try to like literally leave my phone in my bag or sometimes even at home, which is what a crazy concept. It feels so weird to go out without my phone, but sometimes it's just necessary for me to be in the moment. So even if you can't necessarily go on a big trip to New York, because I know that's not necessarily the most accessible way to unplug and, you know, be in the moment, you can do that at home because I do it all the time at home. Every Saturday, I just do things outside of my routine. I get off my screen. I don't check Instagram. If a post goes up, it's probably scheduled through later and I'm not actually looking at it. Like I really try to have those moments whenever I can, especially on the weekends. So that was key number three to my happiness as of late, which is just remembering the importance of being and of existing. So key number four to my happiness as of late is to be spontaneous sometimes. It kind of ties in with my last point, but just get out of your routine. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my routine at home, but sometimes it's just really nice to try something new. Do an activity you've never done before. Go on a random date night with your partner or your friends for literally no reason. Travel if you can. Go for a walk in a park that you don't go to often. Cook a meal that you've never tried. You know, getting out of your routine just reminds you how special and exciting life can be, right? If we think back to when we were younger, you know, maybe our first trip or our first time trying 
I don't know, a dish that we were a little late to the party to trying. So for example, I remember trying pho for the first time. I was like in high school and I was with my friends, Abby, Gabby, and CJ, I think. And they took me to a pho place and it was my first time ever trying it. And I was obsessed. And that was like kind of later in life. I feel like pho is like a staple, you know, Asian dish. And yeah, I just remember my first time trying it. So things like that, you know, just doing little things. Like again, it doesn't have to be I don't want to say extreme, but it doesn't have to be big, like traveling to New York and trying the subway for the first time, which by the way, was a total vibe. I loved it. It was so crazy. Um, but it can be as small as like buying different ingredients for a dish that you've never tried before. It can be going for a bike ride somewhere that you've never biked before in your own city. It could be going to a park that you never really go to and having a picnic, doing just something little that you've never done. Right. Um, I feel like it's really important to do that sometimes because we can get really caught up in our routines and the same things that we do all the time. And then sometimes we can just forget how many other cool things are out there, right? Like maybe you've never gone to a stand-up comedy show. Like maybe you want to try that. Maybe you've never gone to a basketball game or whatever, right? Like just try different things. And for me, again, when I'm traveling, obviously pretty much everything that you're doing, you're doing it for the first time. So you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and you're just looking at everything with fresh eyes and like all of that good stuff. But again, you can really do that at home. Um, And another reason I say to switch up your routine is just because, I don't know, I feel sometimes I forget that you know, there's life outside of work. There's life outside of my rigid routines. There's life outside of, you know, my gym routine even, or just whatever. Like, it's just important to just try new things and get out of your comfort zone, do different things, be spontaneous sometimes. Don't be afraid to like, you know, wake up a little bit later and do something else in the morning rather than what you would normally do on like a Sunday morning, whatever it is. Um, I think that is really important and has really been making me happy lately. And now, finally, my last key to happiness for me is to just remember how far you've come. Remember that so many things that you have now, you literally prayed for or wished for or manifested or just dreamed about. Like, I got a text from my mom when I was in New York. Um, And I actually posted this on Instagram. It was really sweet to see everyone's reactions and just like people saying how wholesome it was. And I agree. That's why I posted it and shared it. But she said something like, I can't believe you kiddos are there. And I'm just so proud of you. You're really making your dreams come true. Like you're really there. And it's true. Like, you know, we have to remember how far we've come. Like I remember a time where I had never even left Canada for a trip. And I remember actually going to Mexico when I was 17. This was for grad trip. So all of us who were graduating, we had the option to go on something called S-Trip, just a bunch of like kids who are graduating, basically partying for a week in Mexico. I went with a few of my friends and... I remember getting off the plane and just being shook, like absolutely shook. This is the first time that I ever got a passport. So my mom and I like had bused downtown when I was 17. She bought me my passport. We did the whole thing. I bused home um, and I had never left the country before. I was 17 years old getting my first passport. Um, And 
I remember getting off the plane and just being absolutely shocked to see palm trees and like shocked at how hot and humid it was in Mexico. And this was July, mind you. So it was like really hot. And I remember being on the bus going from the airport to our resort. And we started driving along the coast. And the first time I got the glimpse of my first glimpse of the ocean, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, oh my God, it's so blue. Oh my God. Holy crap. Like I was just in awe. And I remember my friend being like, yeah, Taylor, the ocean's blue. (laughs) Like, what the hell? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you reacting this way? And my friend had been on many trips. They like usually went on, you know, trips in the winter to like tropical places. And so they were like super used to seeing all of that. But for me, I was like, holy shit, I've never seen the ocean before. I've never seen a palm tree in real life besides like at Home Depot, like, you know, the houseplants that you bring home. So that for me was a moment where at that moment, I actually felt, I think I felt a little dumb for a second. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Like you're obviously privileged because you've, you know, got to see, and I don't say privilege in a bad way at all because I'm actually still friends with this person. Um, And it's not like that, but you know, they were privileged enough to have gone on these trips before. So of course, like they didn't have that reaction. And I remember like immediately after feeling kind of dumb for a second, I was like, actually, no. Like, this is really fucking cool. And I'm glad that this is the first time I'm seeing it because look at how much I appreciate it. Like everyone else was not even looking out the window. They were just talking amongst each other and hanging out, which is fine. But I was there just in absolute awe staring at the ocean because I had never seen it before. So, you know, to some people, it may just be another trip. It may just be, you know, another view of the ocean. But to me, it was a really big deal. And so that was a moment where I was like, wow, I am super proud of myself for getting here because I worked and spent my own money on that trip. Um, And it was my first time getting to leave the country. So that was a really big deal for me. So even with New York, like, you know, lots of people have been to New York. Lots of people have traveled there. People were surprised to hear that I'd never been, but I just didn't grow up going on those types of trips. Right. So, you know, when I turned 18 and when I was working, it was a goal of mine, like, okay, I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to do these things. And don't get me wrong. I definitely had like a few really cool trips within Canada with my family. Um, we had gone to like West Edmonton mall. We'd gone to Calgary and Banff before. Like, it's not like I had never traveled, but I never got to leave the country until that point. And even with New York, like I never, I don't know. I just, I I didn't ever picture myself being there and getting to do all of that and seeing all of these cool places that I've only ever seen in movies. So that was a really big moment to me. So again, you know, some people, it may just be another trip to the States, but for me, it was so insane. And I was grateful for legit every second of it. So even if it's not a trip for you or a career thing, I was talking about this earlier in the episode, but just even for me, like when I was working on myself and I was working on regulating myself and, you know, dealing with anxiety and things like that, I was so proud of myself. The first time that something happened that would have completely set me over the edge and I was just slightly bothered by it, I was so proud of myself. I was like, wow, look at how far I've come. And, you know, to some people, they might be like, well, that would have never bothered me. Like, that's stupid, right? But for me, I was like, holy shit this thing is not bothering me. Like that is a huge step in the right direction for me. And I celebrated the shit out of that. I had to remember how freaking far I've come. And in my life right now with everything, just my career being able to say like, yeah, literally Melrose Marketing Studio, like my business actually pays the bills. It actually allows me to travel. Like my trips, I remember 
praying for this and imagining it and dreaming it and manifesting it. My place with Glenn, we manifested this. We dreamed about it. We're here now. Like I just always have to remind myself how freaking far I've come. And when I feel like I'm, you know, a small little fishy, I just have to remind myself, you know, yes, I'm in an ocean with many other fishies, but like, this is my freaking fishbowl. <laughs> I hope you're loving this metaphor right now because I definitely am. But you know, I just, I feel I need to remind myself constantly just how far I've come because it's worth celebrating, which kind of ties in with my key number one happiness, which was celebrating all the tiny moments. Like all of these just kind of tie in with each other. So again, the five keys to my happiness as of late are celebrate all of the tiny moments, enjoy the process and the destination. Remember the importance of just being be spontaneous and get out of your routine and remember how far you've come. So those are my five keys as of late. Of course, there's so many other factors like moving my body and eating nutritious foods and seeing friends and family and like stretching. And there's so many other things, right? Like I could go on and on about what's making me feel good as of lately, but these are the five things I felt really compelled to talk about with you today because these are just like the five most obvious things to me as of late. So I hope that this episode inspired you or just reminded you to like step back and appreciate these little things. And I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day, whatever you are doing. If you enjoyed this episode, I would absolutely love if you shared it on Instagram and tagged me at Taylor Francisco and at Tiny Moments Podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts. And if you want to continue hanging out with me, you already know where to find me. I'm at Taylor Francisco on Instagram and TikTok at Tiny Moments. And if you want to keep up with all things social media, then you can follow us at Melrose Marketing Studio. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And I will see you next Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. Bye.